welcome to the struggling hunters today we're gonna be uh going over some things having some fun kicking back relaxing enjoying the the uh great outdoors we're talking about the great outdoors rather and uh yep. with that said we are on episode 66 going strong not gonna quit anytime soon still trying to get better every day but we're doing our thing so um with that said, Joe, uh, how was your weekend? Weekend was pretty good. Not bad. Well, I kind of spent it. Uh, <laughs> I got a noise in the old Explorer coming from the rear end, and I thought it was the wheel bearing, so I I got a, had to pull out the old axle shafts and uh, look at the wheel bearings and they don't look too bad, but the, the axle shafts are a little bit worn. So, like, what it is is, like, when I slow down or something and turn, there would be, like, a pop, huh. kind of a grind. And it's coming from both sides. And I don't, like, I don't know if it's – I don't think it could be the brakes because it's not like – you know, I don't have – when I'm actually braking, I don't have any noises or anything. You know, like, it doesn't – and it doesn't always happen. And – uh but anyway, so I so I tore that apart, and I got parts coming in to 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 put it back together. I have a little bit of worn, a little bit of wear, worn wear, a little bit of wear on my axle shafts where the bearings go, and so I'm just going to replace the the axle shafts and new bearings and see if that takes care of the noise. And that was pretty much my weekend. So got so, frustrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you didn't really do nothing that big of a deal. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not nothing too big, you know. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just tore apart through your end. Tear apart through your end. No big deal at all. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> ah, that's cool. That's cool. I didn't really get around to much myself. I I didn't even tear apart a rear end. <laughs> That's all right. You ain't missing much, you know, <laughs> as fun as that might sound. It's, it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it necessarily was a highlight of my weekend. It's probably more like the low light of my weekend, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say you'd want to do it, but if you had nothing else or nothing better to do, you know, nothing like going out and just tearing apart your rear end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll I'll keep that in mind for one of these uh, boring weekends. Yeah, just 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 you know, keep that in the back of your mind when you got nothing to do. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was pretty much behind the computer all weekend, so trying to catch up on some old schooling stuff. So that was Good. a lot of fun. Yeah, but yeah, so. I don't know. You were kind of telling me a little bit of some, some on the, before we got this thing started, you want to kind of run away with that or. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to lead this discussion to uh, prompt you to ask, to ask questions. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was listening to, uh, I've been listening to Randy Newberg and uh, Clade Hayes on a podcast the last, uh, last couple of days of work coming home. And uh and they were talking about hunting. Uh, I guess this Clay Hayes guy uh, hunts with the recurve, and uh, 
and you know we we've been talking about you know what what is our uh furthest shot we're willing to take on an elk you know and i'm like i'm comfortable oh i shouldn't say comfortable i well should be comfortable at 50 yards um i'm working on it i'm decent but anyways but this guy with a recurve has to get you know closer than 50 yards or probably even under 30 for it to be really that effective and uh and you know he got talking about uh you know the kind of the number one uh would you call it an opponent to to deer and elk like you know the mountain lion um yeah, it's number one uh predator predator yeah so it's number one worry would be a mountain lion and how you know they were talking about how a mountain lion's kind of its effective range is uh is in that like 10 to to 5 yard range and you know that just kind of got me thinking and i think you know i I've, I've kind of prepared myself to be that close to an animal but i think in a way i maybe allowed my mind to be you know like oh i might to hitting that 20 you know the 20 to to 30 40 yard range and i i don't i feel like there's a correlation to how your brain thinks or processes to how much or I, I know there's a lot of factors god i'm going around in a circle <laughs> but i do it all the time so don't worry about it <laughs> but what i guess i'm trying to get at is i feel like mentally i'm telling myself you know to be good enough to allow the to be to get into that 30 yard range um and, but like having, gaining the skills and I, and I guess the patience to allow yourself to get into that, like 15, 10 to 15 yards, you know, like, and I feel like that range, your, like your percentage to get into that range, I think kind of drops and you know, and I, and I just go through all these scenarios in my head and I start thinking about getting that close to something. And then, you know, I'm thinking, okay, what am I doing in the situation to get an elk coming to me? And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I'm bugling, I'm doing some calls. So the animal's looking for something, um, or the elk is looking for something to, to be moving because it's, you know, if you're, you're calling it in with a bugle, it's kind of looking to fight. So it's wanting to throw down with you. And, uh, but like, you know, switching, flipping the switch and then being like, okay, you know, I might go into stealth mode. I don't, but I, I don't know. I don't know what that's like. Does that make sense? Like, you know, how do you allow the animal to get that clo- much closer and be successful? And you think about an, a mountain lion, like how many stories have you heard? I heard of uh, mountain lions like being right behind someone, like they'll be doing something and then they'll turn around and like the mountain lions like right there mm-hmm. and how much patience and stealthness that mountain lion has to have to get there without you hearing it until you turn around and it's there. You know, it's, 
just it's kind of interesting to think about in a way yeah i uh i've heard some stories like that too i got one where uh uh a family friend uh he was rattling his horns and uh from from what the way he explained it was he was rattling rattling and and uh all of a sudden just kind of out of nowhere this mountain lion i think like at the last second he saw the mountain lion and saw the mountain lion jump but it jumped toward him and the mountain lion didn't know what he was even jumping at just heard the horns rattling more or less and like midair he realized that it was humans and like the the way that they described it was the the uh, mountain lion was like trying to turn in midair, you know, away from. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I just, I always thought that was pretty crazy. You know, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. How <laughs> I'd react if that happened, happened right. to me. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy with those, like, like that story was pretty crazy, but I feel like there's so much, you know, one thing that I, I could add there's so much um, there's so much to that patience that you're talking about and, and the animals instincts too. Right. I've experienced both of these scenarios where I seen, I seen some animals and I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'll try to sneak up on them. And they spot me ways away. And I'm like, how'd they see me? You know, I was <laughs> I don't, I, I don't understand how they saw me. And, uh, and then I've also came up on mostly deer, it seems like, but I've came up on deer where we're, we kind of surprised each other and we were only 20 yards away or give or take. And they just kind of stand there kind of what, what uh, you kind of described with, with how, like a mountain lion at a certain distance, the, the deer kind of react in a way of their heads on a swivel, but they're not running away. I've, I've witnessed that with myself where being 20, 30 yards away from a deer and they just kind of stand there and look at me. And I'm like, like, how is that? How come you guys ain't running away? You know? And, and they're just trying to figure out what I am or what, you know, if I'm a danger or not. And, uh, and so I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's kind of what we're trying to explain is is what you said in the beginning is is developing that patience and understanding the animals in a way that you can close that distance without alerting them. But I think it's hard because I feel like uh I feel like deer have that sixth sense where they they, they just like something well, changes in the air and they're like, Oh, something's not right. Right. Well, you gotta think too, you know, uh, where can you imagine your life living in a way that like, you're kind of on guard 24 seven, you know, you, you got excellent hearing. I don't think they're the deer and elk's eyesight is the greatest, you know, like I think they can see shapes, but I don't their their greatest sense is their nose and their ears. And that's what they kind of rely on. 
but living can living your life that 24 seven you're on guard for your life. And so you're kind of always listening and smelling and looking for something out of the ordinary, you know, so like, could you imagine eating dinner at your kitchen table? <laughs> Every bite you take, you're looking up, looking around, right? <laughs> looking around, thinking that something's going to attack you at your kitchen table. Because I mean, that's kind of what they do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, like you're just always on guard. And so, yeah, you know, if you hear a snap or you catch a whiff of something that smells a little different and then you're going to go into extra on guard and figure out what, what's, what, 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 what is that? (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, I like kind of along those lines, I don't know, a couple times when I've been out in the woods and like I've been spotted or even if I'm just on a hike and, uh, you know, happen to stumble into a deer or something, I kind of, at times, if I have the time, I'll try to, if it notice me, I'll try to play the, the waiting game. Like I try to tell myself, cause like, you know, like they, the animals have patience, like they don't tell they're ready to run they'll run in other words you know they'll sit there and watch you still they won't move because they don't know i don't know if they think that they've been spotted or they don't know they've been spotted or not but like i try to play like sometimes like the waiting game with them like you know i'm i'm gonna beat you <laughs> and you know but then i'm always like bent over or kneeled down so then my knees start to hurt <laughs> and uh i'm like all right, I got to move. So they end up winning 90% of the time, but you know, the, their patience is, is long in those situations. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and I, I feel like sometimes the second that you tell yourself that you got to stay still, all you want to do is, is adjust or move with right. last. Yeah. It was last year, last year when we, when we saw that, that doe, that came up over when I was on your hunt. Yeah. And it, you know, I'm sitting there like, cause we were on the road. So every movement, you know, you'd hear the gravel do its thing. And, and, uh, I was like trying to stay still, but all I wanted to do is adjust and move a little bit, you know, cause I was like, Oh, I'm getting uncomfortable standing so still <laughs> it was, it, it gets kind of difficult to right stay in one place for a long period of time. Right. And maybe that's kind of, where they kind of, I don't know, being having four legs, you kind of got in a way. If you're standing there, you know, like you got four positions that you can, or four, uh, what do you call it? Weight distribution. Yeah, that you can kind of probably stay there a little better, but, but you know, like yeah, that that patience word, you know, that's kind of a big key. Like, how often do you get like all? I, well, I can't really say because I've never really had an elk come in. But even when I hear them, hear them bugling and I'm out there, I'm like, I get, you know, like, oh, yeah, something's going to happen. And I get all amped up and, you know, and it's like it, you get <laughs> – then you get to that, like, mode of, like, you got to make something happen. That's what happened to me during the deer hunt when I was hunting, I think, the weekend after I hunted with you. 
and I had that little two point in some bushes and I, instead of sitting there and waiting them out and trying to locate him for sure where he was at, I got into the, I got to make something happen. I had all the time. Like I, I think it was like, it was about one o'clock. So I had, you know, like hours that I could have just sat there and waited for him to make the move. But no, I had to, I had to make something happen. Yeah. I didn't have the patience. He did. So, and he saw where I was at and it blew him out of there. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. That's, and it's tough to do because you do get excited and, and make moves. I mean, heck, I even feel, I feel like even rifle hunting with a little bit of distance, sometimes you make the wrong move and they can sense that excitement or something. They can sense something in the air, it seems like, and. Right. You know, one thing would be kind of interesting. I don't, I'm sure there's a study out there somewhere, but just thinking about it, you know, like they, and they talk about, you know, like putting out pheromones or whatever, you know, I wonder if the human body getting in those situations releases some type of a, of a smell to where you kind of smell a little different in those situations. And that's what they kind of, I mean, I know you're kind of already stinky anyways, you know, so you're if you're out hunting, you know, for a few days, you're Dude, without bait, you're gonna stink anyways. But I wonder if there's like that's a, not nice, man. <laughs> that is, <laughs> it's the <laughs> truth. You're telling everybody I stink. I don't like it. <laughs> well, not that you. Well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but you know, like I wonder if there's some type of another smell that you admit in those situations that they kind of maybe clue into if you're really hyped up on your adrenaline or really nervous about the situation too. And it, it kind of makes logical sense. Cause I mean, I've had it happen, you know, right. where I thought yeah. I had, had something going and, and they've uh, ran away when I didn't want them to run away, wanted them to stay there a little bit longer. Right. So, but yeah, but anyways, kind of back to guess what? I don't know if we want to go back to topic, but you know, it's just interesting. I don't know. Interesting to think, you know, in that situation, I don't know that I've really hunted with that as on my forefront of my mind, you know, like I'm hunting an animal that's already being hunted. So he's already kind of on guard and I got to, I got to go through the woods in a way that's going to allow me to get in a situation with them yeah, in my favor. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of just learning how to gain that skill to, uh, to hold back that excitement and try to close that distance. And, and I think also you kind of said it in, in, with what you experienced last year is realizing you're having situational awareness. Like, Hey, I got five, six more hours before dark. I don't have to make a move right now. I can operate and watch what he does. And if he looks the other way, maybe I'll try to make a few moves to get a little bit closer, but I think we just get excited and, you know, we're like, ah, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to close the deal on this. And we make mistakes. 
Right. Kind of. Always... It kind of goes with. Where you oh, guess it? <laughs> uh, it kind of goes with something that I believe you said a long time ago in another podcast of, of, uh, like getting excited, getting frustrated, more or less, uh, and how when you're when you're frustrated how how has that ever worked for you you know like you got to try to reel it in and stay pace keep a certain level of patience at all times because that's whenever you make all the mistakes is whenever you know even if you're positive excited right you make those mistakes and just like if you're negative excited you make yeah. you know because it never works out for you you know i I can't remember no. the topic. I just remember you saying that, and it kind of stuck with me. Well, it's kind of interesting, too. You know, like we sat here talking about getting in those situations, and we've talked about it before, of uh, going days without seeing anything, and then you get frustrated, and then you kind of lose patience. You know, like it, if you bl- – and then if you – I feel like at times, you know, like when I get frustrated with the situation and try to make it work, push it to happen, and then – I screw it up and you know it's kind of interesting on how your mentality kind of affects the whole hunt too like you know do you go about it and get pissed that you blew a situation or you just go like oh well the deer won today i know what what i gotta do to be better i'm gonna you know i'm gonna try to work on that and then better myself and then be a better opponent for the deer or maybe he doesn't want a better opponent but (laughs) (laughs) you just go back to camp and uh do yoga Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your cup of chai and um, your root tea and relax and go back at it. <laughs> and go back at it. Do your, do your yoga stretches and... Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> I almost said that, but I was like... I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I, I can't really remember if it's namaste or not, so uh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I took the words right out of your mouth. You did. You did. <laughs> no, but, I mean, um, man, that's the hardest thing. Like, like it, you know, everybody that's listened for a while, I mean, you guys know that, like, last year Joe and I both came up short. Uh, not trying to bring up old wounds, Joe. But uh, we, you know, we didn't, we weren't successful, and and uh, we had such, we had such a. Uh, it was so hard to stay positive. And I kept telling myself, I'm like, you got to stay positive because if you're not positive, like this whole thing is gonna just start going bad for you. And I knew that, but it was still really hard to stay positive and not get down on myself and i think that like looking back at last year's hunt i started making mistakes because i wasn't seeing nothing and i think i was putting myself in situations where i wasn't gonna see nothing and i mean it's the way the cookie crumbles i guess but that positivity and staying calm and I mean, I don't know. I feel like this topic kind of like brings up all these other things, you know, so it's kind of like we're all over the place a little bit tonight, but, but I think to reel it back in, it all comes back to, 
you know, trying to um, stay calm, gaining the skills to to be able to um, to put yourself in situations to be more successful. But right. it's it's really hard. I was having a conversation with a a, a fellow hunter, I guess, and and uh, and we were talking about success and non-success and how i mean i i'm the one that brought up the analogy but uh i was like you know i feel like two guys could go out and one guy be in a bad area or not the right area but do everything exactly the same as the other guy but the other guy got successful because a bull elk walked out in front of him you know but they yeah. both did the same stuff. But the guy that was successful walks away and is like, I'm the best hunter there is. You know, I got this bull. And then the yeah. guy that didn't get nothing is like, I'm the worst hunter there is. I didn't even see a bull. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but at the end of the day, I mean, you're out there walking, doing the thing, trying to trying to find success. And sometimes it's, you know, there's all these little tips and tricks and, things to do but sometimes it it does kind of just come down to luck that's kind of the conversation that we're we're mostly having is just how sometimes it just kind of comes down to luck right well like kind of on that note too like uh <laughs> you <laughs> as we're learning like you know we've we've kind of in a way come a long ways over the last four years but we still got a lot to learn and uh but you kind of want to, if you can, create your own luck too. Like, you know, so if we take your that analogy, let's just twist it a little bit. And let's talk about maybe those those two guys for a few minutes. Um, I don't know. Let's so we'll just take those two guys out entirely, but not entirely. Just follow. <laughs> but so, like, okay, the one guy that got lucky and got something. You know, he maybe was in a more higher populated elk area, which is, you know, to be to be something to be said about. But at the same time, how much of the luck can you create yourself? I think that's kind of where the 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 fine line is of being okay. Like, you know, do I understand where the elk like to live? Um, like everyone else you, you you listen to and talk to, they seem like they have like 10 areas or, you know, like five to 10 areas that they're, that they're going to hit and looking for, and looking for elk that they have found not, you know, like not that I found elk in those areas before, but in looking at their maps, it's the type of area that they have found elk in. Right. And so, and I'll agree with you hundred percent that I feel like luck, there's a lot to be said about just being lucky, but at the same time, how much of that luck can you generate yourself by doing some homework and trying to understand? And that's, I think what, what I'm trying, trying to get better at. And I'm still, that's the trick I think, but I'm still, I think I'm there, but I, I, I feel like I'm a long ways off of creating, you know, I don't, I don't even know what type of a numbered percentage to put down, you know, like how can you create, 50% of your luck? Like how much is that is yourself putting yourself where you need to be versus just being lucky? Yeah. Well, and I, I've, 
I you kind of packed unpacked a lot of things there because I feel like every year, especially whenever you're not successful during the moment, you feel like you're trying everything that you can, but whenever you reflect, you're like, ah, maybe I could have tried a little harder that day, or maybe I could have walked a little further that day. Right. Maybe I should have just went to this Canyon. I mean, you know, you, you just, you question yourself to death and, and, uh, I think that's kind of where you go back to, you know, kind of got to go back to create your own luck again. And just, I'll say, I I probably, I need to do a better job at it. I'll, I'll, okay. So (laughs) hopefully I'm not the only one that if you're listening, hopefully you're, you're doing better than me, but you're probably somewhat like me, but uh, you know, like I'll just more or less, I think I'm like, okay, elk should be in this area. I'm taking off and going this way. You know, I don't necessarily always be like, okay, there's a bench up here. There's some dark timber. You know, that's probably where they're going to be at this time of day. Like, you know, this early in the morning, you know, they're probably coming back up to feed, you know, heading to their bedding area. And what's that going to look like? You know, I, I just more or less, when I leave the truck, I, I'm hunting, but you know, like, <laughs> ah, man, I'm going, I'm doing it to myself again. But I don't know that I, how often I've actually tried to look at a map and be like, I'm going here because I know that this is the area that elk like to hang out in. I'm more or less, I'm like, oh, I'm in the elk woods. I could trip across one. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that for me too. I mean, expect you know, um, I, I feel like we're still kind of learning the thing. I mean, <clears throat> When we lived in Idaho, I was pretty much a whitetail hunter. We had elk up there, but I always hunted whitetail, and and right. I'd get a tag, but hardly ever did I ever go out and go. I'm just going after elk. It was more like, well, if I come across a nice elk, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take a shot at it. And that that opportunity never happened. I wish it would have now, but uh, well, I did back then too. It's not like I didn't want the opportunity, but. Um, <laughs> but we were kind of more whitetail hunters. And uh, whenever I came out here to Colorado, the way that the, the system set up and, and the fact that we're number one or whatever in elk population, I think we're number one. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Oh, I'm going to take what I kind of learned all my life about whitetails and try to transfer that over to, to elk and, there's been a big learning curve with elk and the fact that they're how nomadic they are. Um, right. You know, that, that gets frustrating because they, they might be on that Canyon that you're like, I've seen elk here a million times. But well, the then day like, that you yeah. just decide to go after them. They're two or three canyons over. Well, so yeah. And like going along that, like I didn't realize how nomadic they were either. And then on top of that, like, you know, the, the type, well, the, the, their own internal clock, like, you know, their own elk season of, of uh, rut, post rut, pre rut. And then after all that, you know, like that, that all determines where they're going to be as well. Like I, you know, taken me a while to pound that into my head of like, okay, you know, what season are we in the elk's clock and, 
yeah, like growing up whitetail hunting, you know, that you feel like they lived in like kind of a square mile or whatever, you, you know, and like they didn't move around that much. <laughs> well, and, and the one advantage that we had too was the population. True. And I mean, looking back, I never realized hunting's not easy, but there is a little bit of easiness to it in, in, in a certain respect, the way that we did it, the, the way that I remember doing it and the way, or the way that I always kind of did it was we had about a month, month and a half long season. So we had plenty of time. Yeah. So I'd hit the weekends hard, just like probably everybody else. The weekdays were probably the safest for the, for the deer and elk. But, uh, a lot of the time though, after work or after school, I would run up the mountain and, you know, try to get a hour or two of hunting in, but there was a lot of population of deer. So the first half of that season, it was always the same for me. It's like, ah, doe, doe, doe. No, I don't, I'm not interested. I'm looking for a buck toward the end of the season. It was like, I haven't got a buck yet. I'll take a doe. And I mean, I was pretty successful with that approach because there was a little bit of an easy easiness to it. And, but out here it's, it's a different game. You get with switching over to archery. I have a little longer now, which I'm kind of grateful for. And that was one of the reasons I, I wanted to do it is to have more opportunity to have an opportunity <laughs> to, for success. But, uh, with the rifle seasons out here, they're one week long and everybody and their dog is taking vacation that week and right. going out there and trying to do the same thing the same weekend. And the pressure is crazy. I mean, there's a lot that kind of roots against you in some ways. And, and, uh, so yeah. I just, I guess I was kind of making that spill to kind of say the same thing as you is like, it's been a big learning curve for me to understand or try to understand elk a better. And it's funny whenever I was younger, I thought I knew so, you know, like I feel like the older I get, the more I realize I don't know. Right. And uh, yeah. So I don't know, just trying to learn it and trying to get to, uh, to a spot where I am more confident in my, my elk hunting skills. Cause I love it. I mean, we've been going, you know, I go back and do it every year, even if I'm successful or not. And I think it's one of those things where it's the challenge that kind of brings you back every year. And then there's always that hope for success. And then, I mean, it's just one of those things that just grabs a hold of you, whether you're successful or not, if you have a liking for the outdoors and, and, uh, and hunting in general, I mean, you just, it's, whether you're successful or not, it just brings you back every year. I know I just can't give up on this stuff. And right. Um, even though it gets frustrating, I always, always go back. And <laughs> so, but I don't know. I feel like something that you said earlier, we've, I feel like our knowledge and understanding has gotten a lot better. The one thing, the one, the one thing to what you said though about where where 
it can get a little bit daunting or frustrating is when you're you walk out to an area and you're like well here's the vegetation they should be here right in theory they should be right here there's the vegetation right. there's the the cover the dark timber you know where are they at and they're not there and uh yeah it, you know it, that that's where it starts you down that path sometimes but but also it's something that i brought up because it's something that i'm going to try this year is instead of instead of focusing on one spot or the fact that they should be right here i'm going to work on my e scouting a little bit better and i'm going to have maybe i'll have 10 spots i don't know go out to my first spot nothing's really here there's a little bit of sign there but nothing's really here you know what i'm going to go to spot number 2 and and just stop wasting time like not not set on the fact that they're not there i'm going to work toward that next goal yeah cuz i feel like last year i put so much energy into that area but i just kept hitting that same area every day cuz i didn't know where else to go or what to do we did kind of veer away from it one day whenever it snowed yeah and we saw a cow elk so i mean it you know there was something there um to that approach but i feel like you know the approach that i'm going to try to try to not get discouraged and get down on myself because i'm not seeing anything is just not give myself the time to get down on myself and be like Spot number one didn't didn't do nothing for me, so I'm gonna go to spot two. You know, ah, spot two yeah. didn't do it. You know what? I've been thinking about spot five a lot. I'm gonna go to spot five, and I'm just gonna do that. Maybe I go through all ten spots or whatever. Ah, you know what? <laughs> I've been really striking out, but I'm gonna go back to spot one. Like I'm just, my plan is to not waste time. I'm just gonna hit my spots and right. Well, keep the going other back too. and forth going through those spots too like that you could be like hey i missed this area in my e-scout and you know like i think that looks really good over there i'm gonna go you know like i got the rest of the day i'm just gonna jump over there and uh check it out too yeah and that's another thing too yeah is is going to a spot and then seeing a better spot that you didn't even spot looking for those spots looking for those spots you didn't even spot the spot but now you found the spot so now you got to go over to the spot yeah that spot that's just right over there at that spot yeah (laughs) the deer the elk are at the spot (laughs) i mean exactly they're at the spot you got to go to the spot yeah you got to go to the hot spot (laughs) (laughs) oh man Maybe that's uh maybe that's a cue to cut this one off early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, well, I'll go you, ahead. Yeah, do you got any finishing thoughts though? I kind of went on. Well, a I just was gonna kind of uh, wrap it up and just you know like talking about patience and you know I don't know not that I want to say I'm gonna go out there and be a mountain lion, but I kind of want to try to you know like maybe make that as like a mental note of like being in the woods and you know, okay, how am I going to go about this? How would a mountain lion go about sneaking in on an elk and, you know, 
thinking of the patience that's going to, that, that, that's going to get needed, that, that will need. And I, you know, just trying to wrap it up and kind of, and then getting into the spots that you, <laughs> that you, that you need, you know, and, uh, and making them work when you get in there. And as it'll, it's just interesting that it's, I didn't realize too, like how much of a mind game it could be. You know, I've always enjoyed hunting, but it's, you know, like growing up, man, I'm going down another rabbit hole going up there in Idaho. You're, you know, like, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm just going out and you typically saw something. So you never really got too discouraged, you know, unless you're anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, speaking of that though, actually I'll jump in real quick. Cause I don't know how many times that would happen where maybe I was coming across where, you know, been walking around the woods for a while or half a day or whatever. And man, is there a deer out here? And about that time I'm getting down on myself thinking there's no deer. There'd be something to pop up and get me excited again, whether it was a doe or a buck or whatever, it'd get me excited again for another couple hours. And I mean, that happened a lot. Right. Those old elk, they, they don't do that as much. No. They don't just hop up out of nowhere. So it's uh yeah, it could be a frustrating game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I'll, I'll, we'll close on that note and just, you know, hit it, it is a frustrating game, but that's, but we enjoy it and uh, we, you know, always trying to improve ourselves. So thanks for listening guys. We appreciate it. Give us a like and a subscribe and uh, hopefully we didn't bore you too much, but uh keep 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 tuned in and we'll we'll keep you entertained one way or another and have a good one remember this podcast is the spot to be (laughs) see you guys bye